Coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York, I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
with uh, the classic Katonti. And it is the three weeks. And during the three weeks, the custom at JMDAM and here is to play Sloan inspirational music. And as I was mentioning Tanachum a bit earlier on JMDAM as we were talking about today's show, the, the slow and inspirational music that comes out of Israel is just that, inspiring. It. I, I, I was preparing last night and... Um, it, it really inspired me, and um, I hope it will inspire the, the selections that we have picked out for today. I very much hope will ins- will inspire you as well. We are here at the uh, Israel Show and each, and each and every Monday, immediately following JM in the AM, 9 AM Eastern, 4 PM Israel time, and around the world, wherever you are, whatever time it is now, that's when we're on. But we're on whenever you want, not just now, we're on demand, on demand. You can have it whenever you want. It's like the generation we live in. You can have whatever you want, whenever you want. Because you can go to the Nachum Siegel Network app, go to the archives, look for the Israel Show and find it there, or you can go to NachumSiegel.com and find it there under archives as well. Great show coming up. We're going to explore somewhat in detail, I hope, the uh, a story that came up last week in Israel regarding um, one of the wineries, the Barkan winery, and the issue, a certain issue of kashrut supervision, which turned into a, a, a major story, and uh, at the end of which, well, why should I tell you at the end of which, you'll hear the story, unfold during this broadcast and um, hopefully you'll understand a few other observations and uh, thoughts as we begin uh, the period of the three weeks the morning for the Churban Habayit and the destruction of the Jewish state. We're mourning for two things. One is obviously the uh, destruction of the Bet HaMikdash but with it was destroyed the um, really whatever semblance of uh, semi-sovereignty the Jewish people had in the land of Israel, and ultimately they were totally expelled from the land of Israel. And we today are so blessed to be able to be living in the reverse as we begin to see the return of the Jewish people to the land of Israel, the return of sovereignty to the land of Israel, to the city of Jerusalem, and hopefully soon, B'mehei Rabbi Amenu, the Binyan Beit HaMikdash. Yishai Rebo, off of his album, Tocho Ratzuf the classic Kol Dodi. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. כל דודי נזה בא, ככה מספרים להסיר את כל הרע ואת קרננו להרים מתוך תאומות עפר ולהקיץ נרדמים עם תרועת שופר 
כל דודי נזה בא, כך פשטה להשמועה, וכל תינוק שנשבע, קיבל את הנבואה. אז בוא נצא לקראתו, בתופים ועוגב. שירו לו זמר ולו אשריהם, שהשם אלוקיו. ואז יפוח היום, והשקר יתהדר. אז יצאו במחול, כל איילות השדה, וידלגו על הערים. ולא מחמת אימת השועלים. ומחג והסלע יזרמו מים חיים. בין סטרי המדרגה להשקות שושנת העמקים. שיסיר את סבלותינו מכאן כל דודי דופק, פיתחו לי בניי הגיע זמן גאולתכם, ולצרותכם אמרתי די. ובאתי לבשר, שלא תבכי יותר אחר. מריחים את המשיח, יותר מכל אבקת רוכל. שלום לך דודי, יצח ואדמון. שפוחם אותך על הבנים, ויושב לבי צרון. ברחמים, כי לרחמך אין זיכרון שיכיל את כל הנתונים. ואז יפוח היום, והשקר יתהדר. אז יצאו במחול כל איילות השדה, וידלגו על הערים. ולא מלחמה Yishai Rebo, boy is that an appropriate song for the three weeks. Kol Dodi, Yinezekan, the voice of my beloved, the voice of God, knocking on our door, inviting us in to his land. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you so much for making us a part of your week. And uh, we hope you continue to do so. Kol Dodi, Katonti, all the great, slow and inspirational music that we are playing uh, today. 
as we do every week, will be posted. Links to the YouTube videos will be posted on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. So you may want to go over there and give it a like. So, winemaking in the land of Israel goes back a long way to biblical times. In uh, in Bereshit Perak Memtet, when Jacob is, some say, blessing his children, some say, discussing the future with his children, it is colloquially called Berchot Yaakov, he says to Yehuda, Judah, who occupied the area of Judea, which we know till this very day as Judea, Osri la gefen irov la soreka bni atono kibes bayayin levusho uvedam anavin psuto chachlili enayim miyayin uleven shinayim mechalav. Yaakov is telling Yehuda that his nachala, his area, the area that he will inherit in the land of Israel, will be overflowing with vineyards, grapes, as a result, wine, and so forth. So, le'esor, something, is to tie it up. That's why something is asur. And lahatir something, is to untie it, and hence the word mutar, asur and mutar, as we say about halachic things, really come from, originally, the word to tie up, le'esor, and lahatir. So, osri la'gefen iro, the, the grape vines in Eretz Yehuda will be so strong and so large, so thick, that you'll be able to tie your donkey's child, so to speak, the small donkey, to the grapevine, and it won't be able to run away. And then in, in the parallel, as in all poetry in Tanakh, the same way, the son of your aton will be able to be tied down to the soreka, to the, to the uh, vine, there will be so much wine. Wine will be so plentiful, it will be like water. You'll wash your clothes in wine. I don't think anybody really wants to um, wa- wash their clothes in wine because it will come out stained. But the idea is metaphoric, that the wine will be so plentiful, it will be like water. Wine. Again, this is a parallel of the first part of the Pasuk, Dama Navim, the blood of the grapes, which is wine, that, that that comes out of the grapes, and it's red, so it's been called in several places in Tanakh, Dam Anavim. Suto is uh, a shorthand for Kisuto, his, 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 uh, his garment. His, his eyes are going to be darker than wine, and his teeth whiter than milk, meaning that there will be a lot of dairy product as well. So we see already in Tanakh, and in many, many other cases in Tanakh, Yishayahu has the famous Mashal HaKerem, you see that the vineyards in Eretz Yisrael, one of the seven species of of, uh, agriculture that the land of Israel was blessed with, wine goes back in time a long way. When the early Chalutzim, the early pioneers, started coming back to Israel in the late 1800s, they made their livelihood from agriculture. And part of that, obviously, is winemaking. The Carmel wine in Zichron was established in 1882. In 1882, that's pretty amazing. 
And um, what's even more amazing is that over the past 10 to 15 years, Israeli wines have earned an international reputation of exceptionalism. It's sort of like an... It's, it's not an offshoot of the high-tech industry in Israel, but it sort of parallels, in my mind, the, the high-tech industry. As slowly the high-tech industries in Israel started growing and gaining, and the world started recognizing that Israel has a, has a, a, a strength, an exceptionalism in high-tech, so it has become with wines. You know, there are large wineries and, and, and small family-owned private wineries that are... near somebody's house or or just outside of somebody's issue. They're popping up all over the country. Many, I can tell you from from the tourist aspect of it, so many tourists um, want to visit a winery as part of their tour of Israel today. It's like one of the must-sees in Israel is to go to a winery and so many of the wineries, both the big ones and even the the very small ones, have uh, set up a... um, uh, a, a reception hall and a presentation and wine tasting and um, they welcome in tourists to come and uh, and see their brand and, and enjoy their wine. I think part of, uh, I know that part of the reason that the Israeli wines have become so big uh, internationally and very much so in America is because the Herzog family, the owners of Kedem Wines, have have become a tremendous force in helping the Israeli wineries, in opening up for the Israeli wines, opening up the U.S. market. And um, all the uh, wineries that I've spoke to over time, whether in regards to the show or in regards to touring, have all said the same thing. They, they, It, it would never happen without without Kedem Wines, without the Herzog family. And um, it's important to mention, I think it's important to mention it. They are amazing sponsors of the Nachum Siegel Network. And um, and they have literally brought tremendous parnasa, tremendous livelihood to those who make wine in Israel. But in addition to that, they have brought kavod, respect to the land of Israel, to God's land and to the produce of God's land. They have brought about a level of Kiddush Hashem and um, respect for the land of Israel through the exposure of the world markets to the great Israeli wines. That is the introduction, let's say, to the story that we're going to uh, discuss, the story of last week that broke in Israel regarding one of the larger wineries, one that um, I know Nachum is going to be broadcasting from later on this summer. And we will tell you all about what happened, what the story is, what the issues were, and why and this is the most important part, why it should affect us, why we should be somehow um, aware of it and what actions may, we may want to take based on this story that we're about to tell you. Um, before that, before we continue, we're going to go to some music. This is Kanfei um, Ruach, words by Harav Avram Yitzchak Kohen Cook. It is sung by Benny Landau and then 
the students of the Shivat Merkaz Litzi'irim, Ben Adam Ale Lamala Ale, person should rise, always rise. Kikoach Az Lach, because you have strength, Yeshlach Kanfei Ruach, you have the wings of spirituality. The wings of great, strong eagles. Don't let them down, and they won't let you down. Use them, and they will be there for you. And words of Rav Cook to encourage us to always strive upward, to always look upward and strive upward to be greater and more spiritual in everything we do. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
choir of Yeshivat Merkaz Litzirim, that is the high school of Yeshivat Merkaz Harav, with Benny Landau singing Kanfeguach to the words, uh, the words of Rav Avram Yitzchak HaKohen Cook. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. We're talking about the story of the wineries in Israel, and now we get to the specifics of the story that uh, was um, in the news last week. Barkan Wines is the second largest Israeli winery. That's pretty amazing. It, but listen, if you want to get an idea, listen to how much they produce. They produce five to nine million bottles a year. Oh my God, that's like unbelievable. That is amazing. L'chaim. Really. Um, by the way, they're owned by Tempo. Do you remember back in the day, Tempo, the uh, soda company in Israel? So they're now owned by that uh, conglomerate, I guess you would call it. Anyway, last week, a news story came out saying that the company, Barkan Wine, had banned some of its employees from coming in contact with its wine due to the doubt about their Jewishness. Who, who, who were these employees? Well, they're Jews who came from Ethiopia about 40 years ago. No, maybe 30, 30 years ago. They live a full Torah life in Israel, and they've worked at Barkan for decades. So what caused the Barkan management to move employees from their wine-handling jobs into other areas of production that don't require hands-on. For that, we have to take uh, open up parentheses and give you a quick summary about Ethiopian Jewry. Beta Israel is the name of the community of Jews who lived in Ethiopia secluded from the rest of Am Yisrael, the rest of the Jewish nation, for over 2,000 years. How they came about, many theories, whether they one of the ten tribes of Israel that were sent to Galut, or, or, or through some other incident of history that brought this community of Jews from the land of Israel to Africa. But it is clear that they lived there they considered themselves Jews. They practiced the Judaism as they knew it against all the local enemies who hated them and all the, all, all the bad things that happened to Jews throughout the Galut. And they held on to their belief system. They have a Sefer Torah, which they read on Shabbat. They have a concept of a Bet Knesset. Many of the uh, halachot, especially the halachot de oraita that they were familiar with, they continued to keep throughout these years of of banishment from the land of Israel and seclusion in Africa. It's just an amazing story that somehow these Jews are... I mean, they were. it was discussed earlier. They were found before, and there were people, um, somebody called Eldad Hadani, years ago, who wrote about uh, 
them and claimed that they were from the tribe of Dan. But in practice, until the state of Israel decided to bring them from Africa to Israel, they were secluded from the Jewish people for all these years. They held on not only to their practices, but their belief in the return to the land of Israel and the city of Yerushalayim. It's an amazing story. It is literally a microcosm of the Jewish people. A community, Bet Yisrael, that's what they call themselves, Bet Yisrael, that continues to live as Jews and continues as secluded as they are to yearn for the return to the land of Israel and Yerushalayim. During the times of, I believe it was Menachem Begin, through a lot of diplomatic negotiations and a lot of politics and a lot of, a lot of, a lot of paying off people and so forth, they were airlifted in, in several shifts to Israel. Now if we talk about, we say a bracha, kabetz, kibbutz galuyot, right? Hold up the flag which people will follow from all corners of the earth to the land of Israel. Now imagine what these Jews of Ethiopia who never saw running water never saw a car surely never saw an airplane suddenly sees the eagle, the Kanfeni Sharim, coming, landing, eating them up, so to speak. They are crammed inside these huge metal birds and miraculously flown to Eretz Israel. Wow. Talk about miracle of Kibbutz Galuyot. Now, the rabbinate at the time has a problem. What are they considered? Are they considered Jews? They really considered themselves Jews and practiced a form of Judaism, but because they weren't around the rest of the Jewish people for all these thousands of years, the halacha as it evolved and, and, and different things that took place over time were lost to them. They didn't know about it. And so certain things were in, certain things were out. What do you do with them? So Rav Avadi Yosef set out to um, explore this issue and decide how to halachically deal with the status of this community of tens of thousands of Jews that uh, came from Ethiopia, how to, how to consider them halachically. And based on Rav Avadi's decision, they underwent a form of conversion and were welcomed into the Jewish state as full Jews. That's the background of... Um, Ethiopian Jews, Beta Israel. You know, it, it's a side note. But if we take a moment to think about the times that we live in, I often hear people saying to me, yeah, but you know, if, if really we're in the Geula, if we're really part of the process of Geula, shouldn't we be seeing miracles? Shouldn't there be miracles? Shouldn't we see God's hand? If you don't see God's hand, folks, you're not looking. I don't know what more you need. This is just one little tiny fingernail, if you will, the story of the the Ethiopian Jews. 
Okay, we'll start. We'll take a quick, uh, not a quick, we'll take a musical break, and we'll get back now that we have the background of the Ethiopian Jews. We'll get back to the story of uh, Barkhan's winery and uh, and what happened there. This is um, Kol Achai with uh, Al Naharot Bavel. Very interesting, different, beautiful rendition, originally composed. An original composition, I should say, by Yitzhak Goldschmidt, and it appears on the first Kol Achai album, Hallelujah, is available online. It's out of print, basically, but the song and the album is available online at kolachai.com. Um, we hope that you enjoy it as much as we do. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Ech na 
You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Thanks so much for joining us. We're talking about, uh, we're leading up to the story that took place last week in Israel. Um, we were giving background about the um, Aliyah of the Ethiopian Jews and about wineries in Israel. Our good friend, Benji Kramer, Rabbi Benji Kramer, commented on our app by sharing a pasuk in Ishayahu, Perkyot Aleph, which is a pasuk that is filled with the nivuah of Geulav, Mashiach, starts v'yatzachoter migeza Yishai, if you're familiar with it, the famous v'garza evim keves is there, and so forth, lo yorev, lo yashchitu b'chol ha'kotchi, kemal aretz deyat Hashem kemayim v'lehem chasim. Pasuk Yud Aleph says, v'hayob bayom ha'hu, and that day, Yosef Hashem Shenit Yadolik Notech Aramo, God will again put out his hand to collect the remnants of his people, Asheri Sha'er, that will be remnant, that will be left over in Ashur, Umitzraim, Umipatrus, Umikush, Umeilam, Umishinar, Umechamat, Umeiyayam. And Kush, of course, is Ethiopia. So the bringing of the Jews of Ethiopia <coughs> is absolutely a fulfillment of this prophecy that was written so many uh, years ago. So last year, the management of the Barkan Winery decided to try and expand its marketing into the more Haredi, yeshivish world who do not accept the Hechsher, the Kashrut certification of the rabbinate, and they wanted to add a Kashrut certification known as the Badatz, or Badatz Ha'idah HaCharedit. 
which is accepted by a large uh, portion of the uh, Israeli Haredi population, the American Haredi population. Now, who are they? The Eida Haredit, not talking now about the Kashrut division. There is an organization, just like the OU Lahavdil has an organization and a Kashrut division, the Eida Haredit is an organization which has a Kashrut division. The Eida Haredit is a radical, non-Zionist organization founded in 1921 by devout Ashkenazi residents of the old Yeshuv of Yerushalayim who refused to be affiliated in any way with the new Zionist institutions that were um, sprouting up at that time. I would say that the Eida Haredis, I should say, with some differences, is somewhat akin to what we would identify as the Satmar attitude towards Israel. That's the organization. Now, the Eida Haredis refuses to accept the people who came from Ethiopia as Jews. They don't consider them Jews. So, in order to obtain an Eida Haredit certification, Barkan Wines was required to ban all its Ethiopian workers from coming in contact with the wine, citing the halachic ban of Gentiles handling wine. You can imagine somewhat the ultimate insult to people who came from a community that fought for retaining its Judaism for over 2,000 years against all odds, against all enemies, against every possible thing that could be thrown at it. And now when they finally come to the land of Israel, they're being told that they can't touch the wine because they're not Jewish. Now, you also need to understand that these people are what we would call Orthodox. They live the life of Orthodox Jews, the Yerei Shemaim, Shomrei Torah, Mitzvot. And so when it was it wasn't done in one shot it was done very slowly very slyly if you will slowly and slyly where they would move one person away and then another and after a few months suddenly all the ethiopian um workers at barkan were in a different division that doesn't necessitate the touching of uh, of the liquid when the workers realized what was happening and and started to complain and it became public uh, news and Barkan was made more aware of the issue the winery announced that it refuses the Badat's dictate and they will forego the certification of the Badat's and all the employees were returned to their original jobs and we got to say that Barkan acted in, in not only in good faith they acted like mensch like a mensch should act and in this case, they put the kavod ha'adam, the ahavat chinam, above profits, above money. Now, as time always gets short, I want to share with you. I want to share with you the words of Rav Yuval Sherlo, and they were posted in Hebrew at the beginning of the week about this issue. I trying my best to translate it in a way that it should sound, it should make the points that he was trying to make. Now, Rav Sherlo, many of you may not be familiar with him, many are. He is Rosh Yeshiva of Yeshiva Hezder in Petach Tikva. He's one of the leaders of the Rabbanei Tzohar movement. Talmud Muvhak of Rav Amital, uh, one of the earliest Talmudim of the Yeshiva of the Gush, uh, a, a wonderful person. 
So he writes, wine requires special kashrut. There are laws of the Torah con- concerning it which derive from the laws of Yayin Nesech, those are the Oraita, and then there are Dinim de Rabbanan, mainly Stam Yainam. So there are different levels within the kashrut of wine, the Oraita and the Rabbanan. In general, writes Rav Sherlock, it's a tradition in Israel, Am Yisrael's tradition is to be very stringent in the laws of wine, and therefore the very fact that a winery is strict with kashrut is, is a welcome thing. Then Rav Sherlock notes, Rav Yosef of blessed memory was one of the giants of halachic rulings, and I avail myself of his rulings in countless cases, gam l'chumra, gam l'kula. He accepts Rav Yosef's piskei halacha, whether they go l'chumra or l'kula, and the fact writes Rav Shurla, the fact that Rav Yosef opened the gates of the land of Israel to the, immigra- to the immigrants from Ethiopia and confirmed their Jewishness is probably one of the biggest undertakings that he did in his life. I wish, he writes, that everybody would follow his path, whether for halachic reasons or even simple humanitarian concerns. But... Rav Shirlo says, I understand that there are other halachic methodologies, there are other halachic paradigms that would rule otherwise. And he brings an example of organ transplants that there are two camps in the halachic world. He believes That he says that the, the opinion of those that do not recognize brain respiratory death and forbid organ transplants, Sherlock says, I think they are wrong. I think these rabbis are actually causing people to lose their lives. And yet I understand that they have a legitimate halachic position. Meaning, you can have a machloket based on different understandings of halacha. Doesn't make the other side a terrible, terrible people. Doesn't make them kofrim. Doesn't make it. It is machloket. Unfortunately, in Jewish life, for the last uh, about twenty three hundred years, there's been machloket, a difference of opinion. And he says this is here. This is true here. And all I can argue is that, in my opinion, they, the badats, are very wrong. So where did they go wrong, he, he asks. He says that there are two halachic areas that meet at a junction. And you have to decide which halachic area you're going to, which halachic viewpoint, so to speak, or, or paradigm you're going to take. In innumerable places, the Torah, the prophets, Chazal, the Bali Musa and more taught that when there's a conflict between two halachic viewpoints that are of equal standing, one must give precedent, one must be machmir of the two on the one that is Ben Adam Lachavero, than to be machmir in the other areas. In the case of the wine kashrut, in this case, specifically, we're dealing with rabbinic law. We're dealing with sfeikot, with other considerations. So now you have these two equal, so to speak, uh, um, roads 
halachic rows leading to a junction, and you have to decide which one to take, he says, our tradition says, be machmir on the ben adam lechaveiro. Because if you're being machmir on the other side, then you're being mekel on the ben adam lechaveiro, and you're doing a terrible thing. The fact that the badatzi says, decided to go lechumra regarding the kashrut, and not to be machmir with those things, the, 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 the Jewish uh, uh, Ethiopian feelings and their kavod and their standing, with those things that have a higher Doraita level, says Rav Shurlo, the the dealing with this community of the Ethiopian Jews has a higher level, the Oraita, than the Durabanan and the Sveikot of the wine halacha. And therefore, he says, being machmir on the kashrut issue and not on the ben adam lechaveiro issue is truly a great disgrace. And even within their halachic methodologies, he says, the badats, they should have reached a different decision. Now, here's, I think, the point the point that Rav Shurla wants to make, and I think is very much the point that we should uh, remember. At the end of the day, Rav Shurla says, this is a consumer-driven thing. Ultimately, a, a, a food producer or a winery will want to add on the certification of the Badats because it will bring more customers. And as long as the public has an image of the Badats Kashrut, the image of holding a so-called stricter adherence to Torah, it will continue to prefer it. But the truth is that Badats' real image can be seen in this case according to Rav Shurla, but not in his words, to have a warped understanding of halacha and strict adherence to Torah. And now, the responsibility lies mainly with the consumer. I found that very strong. And I wanted to share it with you. And uh, I hope I've done it justice. We're going to end, yeah, we're at the end. Wow, time flies. We're going to end off with Im Eshkachich Yerushalayim. Appropriate. This is um, a version by a group called Harp and Love off of an album, Lach Yerushalayim. We'll do so after we say thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all your Facebook likes and comments. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network. My very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network, Yoni Pollock with after further review covering the latest in the world of sports, and then Novik Now with Jake Novik. All brand new shows, no reruns, no summer interruptions here. Brand new Yoni Pollock after further review. Brand new Novik Now with Jake Novik, focusing on the big news stories and offering unique analysis from this longtime TV news producer and editorial columnist. And then the um, three-week Monday music marathon continues. Until my next Monday, immediately following Jamie and the AIM, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. Oh, no. They're just running in a different race. <laughs>
Et il roule